0: That. All right, how many of y'all were here Sunday? All right, how many of y'all heard the message from Sunday? How many of y'all heard the message from Sunday? All right, well, I'm going to preach it again tonight. Now I'm just, I'm just joking. Just joking. Mm-hmm. We're, well, we're, going, we're going to pick up on that, though. Normally I do something. I've been doing something different on Wednesday and Sunday, but I I, I feel led to continue. We started on Sunday uh, because this issue is big, and I think it's I think it's bigger than we gave it credit for on Sunday. So let's 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 go at it again. Amen. All right, open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14. And uh, you can stand if you desire. You want to honor the word of God. That way we're going to read one verse tonight. One verse in honor God's word. You can stand for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all have that? Yes. Proverbs 14? Yes. Okay, we're going to read just verse 6. Proverbs 14 and verse 6. You got it? Yes. Let's read together. Ready, read. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it. But knowledge is easy to him who understands. Knowledge is easy to him who understands. Tonight we're going to talk about revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Very simple. Revelation knowledge. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the words that we're about to receive. I thank you each person who's uh, taking the time, gathered themselves in your house to hear your word. I pray that God, everything that's said, that, God, it'll be uh, light unto them, Lord. You said, Lord, that, uh, that, God, the entrance of your word brings light, and it gives understanding to the simple. Tonight, give us understanding, revelation, knowledge concerning your word. And I pray, Father, that as we hear, we'll be uh, hearers, Lord, but not just hearers, but doers of the word of God, so that we'll be blessed in our deeds. We give you praise and glory and honor for it. Let your word flow freely in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. All right. Take your seats tonight. Revelation, knowledge, revelation, knowledge, revelation, knowledge. All right. Again, we're talking on Sunday. We use the subject, the revelation age. Remember that? And I talked about how uh, when Adam sinned, Adam, Well, let me go back to before Adam sinned. We know Adam was created in the image of God on the sixth day and he was creating God's image and also in God's likeness, which meant Adam was made uh, with righteousness and holiness built in, Adam was made uh, just like God, and God gave Adam uh, creative power on the earth, right? Adam was a, a lowercase g, he little g, all right? He's an OG, the original God of this, of this planet. Now, not God of the universe, not capital G, but a lo- lowercase g, God of this planet. In other words, God simply gave him dominion over this planet. And so Adam was supposed to do everything uh, by using his words, using, releasing faith to get everything done. And so Adam wasn't educated, right? right? But he wasn't igno- ignorant. Okay? What I mean was he wasn't educated by this world system, but rather he used something called revelation. And he used something called discernment. So Adam didn't learn anything through schooling. He didn't learn, but he rather did what? He discerned. Okay. He, he didn't get an education, but he, he operated based on revelation. Okay. That's how when uh, we just saying this, make sure everybody's up to speed. There's uh, when God brought the animals to him to see what he would call them. And Adam named all the animals. Right. I imagine that took quite a while. You know, a lot of times we, we imagine Adam was there in the garden about three or four days. But Adam was there, we don't know how long. Adam could have been in the garden for thousands of years. Is that right? We don't know how long it was. Amen? And so he's naming all these animals. That takes quite a bit of time. Right? A lot of animals on this planet. Frogs and creeping things. He's naming all this stuff. Without going to any kind of agricultural school, he's never learned anything from, from anybody but he's, he's downloading, keep that word in mind, he's downloading something from God that when he speaks it, God says, yep, that's it. That's it, right? But when he sinned, he, he lost all that. He fell down from discerning into now learning. He fell down from operating by revelation to now operating by education or having to just gather information. Right. And so when Adam was was created, Adam was created in the splendor and glory of God meant to operate on a on a on the highest level possible, which is revelation, which is discernment. But because he lost that, he fell. And now Adam has to learn everything. And so now you get what we call the Stone Ages. Those you've been through history in school, or if you didn't, you watch the Flintstones. The Flintstones is based on the Stone Age, right? Flintstones was my, was my favorite uh, TV program when I was a little child. Come on from school every day or even before school every, every day. Get up and you're going to watch the Flintstones. Yes, sir. Fred and Wilma. Barney and Betty. Dino, Bam Bam, Pebbles. <laughs> Mr. Slate. <laughs> Joe Rockhead. All right. Y'all remember that. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> part of the, was the moose, no, was the, the moose lodge? Yeah. No, no, the water buffaloes. They were rock, royal water buffaloes. Yeah, y'all know the stones. Anyway, so they were, <laughs> so anyway, you get the Stone Age. And the Stone Age, uh, they have to learn everything. So now, Adam, whereas he could just say fire, now he has to learn how to make fire. He has to learn, so you you, you here to see the stories of cavemen having to learn how to use a stick and a rock and trying to make fire and make things happen, right? Well, why is that? Because they don't have revelation. They're not operating on, on a divine level. They're operating on a natural level. So they've got to take time to learn everything. So you go from the Stone Age that we talked about, the, uh, the Iron Age and the Bronze Age, uh, Human, humankind went through uh, the Dark Ages. We also call them the Middle Ages. A time of, of real darkness in, in, on the planet. And filth, all kind of uh, you know, diseases, bubonic plagues and things like that, that wiped out nations. Right? Y'all remember this? Why? Because there's no revelation. They're operating based on information and education. So now man has to, they have to research everything. They've got to study everything. And they're still doing it. How, much, how many billions of dollars have we raised since the 1970s for cancer research? Remember, it was, it was Richard Nixon who started the whole drive to try to eradicate cancer. Richard Nixon. When did he get it off at 68? They're still trying to eradicate cancer. They're spending billions of dollars, raising billions of dollars because all, they've limited themselves to uh, learning. Come on now. They're still studying all the plants and animals and foods and different things like that. And yet, we have a guy in our history books named George Washington Carver Come on now, who goes into a lab with no equipment, gets a Bible, a pen, come on, and a, and a pad, and, and, and just prays. And God unlocks, totally unlocks, totally, totally disassembles a peanut for him in the spirit. And this guy gets 300 and something uses of the peanut. That's what he's most known for. And so all this comes by revelation, not by research. Okay? But man is still operating on that. Now, now we went through the dark ages, and then we went through the uh, industrial age, right? Where all of a sudden you start getting machines, you get cars, you, you get um, uh, those, uh, what, do, what do you call these, these uh, assembly line to to do all everything, this industrial age. But now we've advanced. Man, we are reaching the epitome of our human ingenuity. We are in the information age. Now we have something called the information superhighway. It's the internet. Remember, Al Gore invented the internet. That's what he told us. He said he invented the internet. It's not true. But we have the internet, and now so now we're in the height of information. And yet, like I told you Sunday, in all man's ingenuity, we are still, I'm talking about mankind, light years below, light years beneath Revelation. Because Revelation knowledge can bring to you in a night what it would take the fastest computers on this planet years to calculate. Matter of fact, there's a place. All right, this just came to me. Give me Ephesians chapter three, verse eight, in the Amplified. Ephesians three, verse eight, in the Amplified. Glory to God. Y'all all right? In fact, let's talk, go back to verse, right around verse six. Let's let maybe pick it up there. Verse six. He says, oh, okay, uh, let's try verse five then. Let's see, okay, here it is. This mystery was never disclosed to human beings in past generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles. So there's something that has not been disclosed, not been revealed to people in the past, but has now been revealed, this is revelation knowledge, to his holy apostles, consecrated messengers and prophets by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer, right? Okay, verse six. It is this, here's the mystery revealed, that the Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with the Jews, Members of the same body and joint partakers sharing in the same divine promise in Christ through their acceptance of the glad tidings, the gospel. So when you and I accept the good news, we become partakers of what God gave to his own people, the Jews. Got it. Verse seven, please. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's free grace, undeserved favor, which was bestowed on me by the exercise, the working and all its effectiveness of his power. Now watch verse eight. Here's the mystery Saul. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending, boundless, Fathomless, watch this next word, incalculable, incalculable, and exhaustless, riches of Christ, wealth, which no human being could have searched out. So there's a wealth that no human being can search out. And it's, according to your word, incalculable. I, this came to me because I was about to say that all these computers and you know it will take them years to calculate what God can reveal to us in a night. But according to His word, they can't calculate it. All right, I'll come on this side. They can't calculate it. But in other words, there's a, there's a, a wealth, there's a, there's a riches, there's a, there are mysteries that God can reveal to us that in all. In all their years of researching cancer, they cannot come up with. But God can give you an answer in one night and say, tell you what, lay a lump of figs on that arm and that cancer will go away. I better come back on this side. God can give you an answer in one night for problems they've been trying to solve for 1700 years. It's revelation knowledge. See, in Adam, when he sinned, he fell down to that lower part. And so man has been uh, making uh, progress progress in in their learning, progress in their uh, education, progress in the amount of information, but they can never progress or progress to revelation. You understand that? You can't progress to revelation not, not, but not by human efforts. Right. Human efforts can only make a greater progress in information. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. At its best. This, this is not too much for y'all, is it? At man's best. They can only come up with more information. A higher degree of information. And it is still light years below revelation that you have access to. Well maybe you didn't hear what I said. That you have access to. There are things that, that your research and, develop, research and development part, department at your job, that they can spend years coming up with schemes and plans and, and, and ideas that you can get in your prayer closet and come up with in a night. And, and this, this is what, what, what the Lord was dealing with me with since Sunday, and I shared it with the, with the group this morning in prayer, that, that what, what I have really understood is that we have not he was telling me that he wants me to explore and exploit the advantage of revelation knowledge. Explore it. Other words, we don't know enough about it. Anybody else with me? I, I, I don't know enough about this revelation knowledge. So I got to explore it. I got to learn more about it. I got I to, gotta, okay, God, show me. show me. Show me more about how these mysteries work. Show me more about what, what you want to reveal. Yeah, yeah, because it's been given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So Lord, show me. And then he said, not only do I want you to explore it, but I want you to start exploiting it. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what exploit means. I don't mean exploit in a negative sense. Give me the scripture, uh, Daniel Uh, 11.32, I believe it is. Give me Daniel 11.32. Give me Daniel 11.32. Glory to God. Notice this. It says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Give me that in the King James. In the King James. He said, they shall be strong and do exploits. So normally no, when people think of ex- exploits or exploitation, they think of it in a negative way. In other words, you're taking advantage of some children, taking advantage of the poor, you're exploiting them. But this is, no, no, this is a good ex- exploitation. Uh, okay, here's, here's, here's the idea. Uh, I, I can talk to, to Minister Baker, Elder Baker, because he's a sports guy. So y'all just listen. Okay, so we're watching this uh, basketball playoffs right now. And I I I see sometimes um Kevin Durant who's about six seven from what I understand. Six nine. He, he listed at six nine. They say he's really about six seven. But okay, let's call him six nine. Right? But I was watching during the game, even special last night. Sometimes he be posted up against Chris Paul. Chris Paul is about, about six three at his with good shoes on, right? Now, so if you got a 6'9 player, post it up, you know, post it up, down in the low post. Y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, you just search, check it out. No, you're down in the area, okay. You're down by the goal, you're not out there. Okay, on a 6'9", on a 6'3", what should Kevin Durant's teammates do? Get him the ball. Why? Because they see he has a clear advantage over this other player, and what they're supposed to do is exploit that advantage. That's what should happen. And that didn't happen enough, because they lost the game last night. Because they're out there trying trying to shoot three-pointers and get highlight film, when you got a 6'9 player on a 6'3 player, get him the doggone ball. I'm upset over stupid. I don't care who won the game. I'm just upset over stupid. That's, you know, as a coach in me, that's just stupid. So when you see an advantage, exploit it. Use it. And so when we do great exploits, when we do exploits, it's because God has given us an advantage, and it's called revelation knowledge, that you and I can know things that those in the world cannot know. So if we can know things that they cannot know, then that means we can do things that they cannot do. Which will mean that we ought to at some point have things that they cannot have. We've been letting them have everything. (laughs) Glory to God. We're in the Revelation age. Look look in your Bible. Let's go through this. Uh, 1 Corinthians please 1 Corinthians chapter 1 1 Corinthians chapter 1 hallelujah some of y'all can go home and you're going to google low post 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1 verse 1 take advantage of it bear take advantage of it 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1 are you there Yes, sir. alright got three people are the rest of y'all there yet 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech. Now, I'm not going to finish this tonight, so let's, let me take my time. He says, I did not come to you with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. human wisdom. Okay, so notice he's about to make a difference for us between something human and something divine. So my, I didn't come to you with summarized in human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? That or so that your faith You want to know what, one of the problems with the body of Christ while we're not walking in power? is because we don't have our faith right now in the power of God. We have our faith most times about the body of Christ in the wisdom of men. And the wisdom of men is at best, light years below the wisdom of God. Glory to God. So our faith should be in the power of God. You got it? Verse six. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, yet not the wisdom of this age, yet not the wisdom of this age, not the wisdom of that you can find on WebMD. Not the wisdom that you get from all the best financial planners. Not the wisdom that you get from the best schools in the, in the, in the, in the country. He says, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. He says, now, he's going to show us here why you don't listen to, to, to those people. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So, it's hidden, but he ordained it for our glory. Which means his intent is to take what is hidden and reveal it to us. You understand? It was hidden for our glory. Okay. He says, verse eight, which none of the rulers of this age knew. Remember, I told you this a couple Sundays ago. How no a couple wins or whatever it goes about how dumb the devil is. Okay. Now remember, he's he's the rule of this world system. So if he's dumb and he's educating them, all right. All right. He says, For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You got it? So, in other words, oh, listen to this, everybody, please. This world's wisdom is faulty. You gotta know that. Don't be deceived, don't be caught up in it. It's faulty. It's going to fail. Glory to God. There's no wisdom or counsel or might against the Lord. Whatever the Lord says, that's that's what's what's going to work and that's what's going to last. You got it? Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen. Y'all ever heard this before? Nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit. So things that have been hidden from the world are revealed to us. This is revelation knowledge here. Through his spirit, for the spirits are just all things, yes, the deep things, or yes, even the deep things of God. Y'all got that? Now I'll come back to this here in a little bit here. All right, now, so the devil's trying to keep us on this information level. That's what Adam fell to, right? The devil wants to keep us on this information level, walking by a sight, walking by our senses. Okay? But that is not the winning level. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, y'all got to work with me on here. See, it looks like they're winning out there. That's a trick of the enemy to get you to look out there. And make it look like they're winning. That's why I told y'all this before. When people look all at those who at the casino and those who play in the lottery, like, ooh, that worked for them. The devil has to let somebody. He has to set somebody up to win, to make it look good to everybody else. But any fool knows the house always wins, and yet people go and spend their whole paycheck trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents at the casino on the lottery. (laughs) Why, because they think, oh it worked for so and so. Well sure, sure, but it's all a setup. It's all fraud. It's all a scam, y'all got that? Now, so for you and me, if we're gonna live in victory, we gotta go back up to and live by revelation, all right? This is what I wanna talk about here. I wanna continue talking about revelation knowledge, okay? Now. If you're writing, write this down. There are two types of knowledge. There are two types of knowledge. In general, I'm talking about, just in general. There's some more specific terms we can get into, but in general, there are two types of knowledge. One is sense knowledge, and the other that we want to focus on is revelation knowledge. One is sense knowledge, S-E-N-S-E, sense knowledge, and the other is revelation knowledge. Okay? Now, what is sense knowledge? Sense knowledge is... Any information gained or revealed through the senses. Does that make sense? From human resources or human sources. That's what sense knowledge is. It's any information that's gained or revealed through the senses from human, re- human sources. In other words, what are your senses? Sight, taste, touch, hearing, Smell. Okay? So that's how you learn. Everybody learns by their environment. That's sense knowledge. Okay? Now that's how, that's how um, when a, a physical attack comes against your body. You feel it in the sense realm. Right? Anything that goes on, the devil, he can only work through the sense realm. That's all, he can only work through the, through the sense realm okay so what he's going to do is try to feed us information on the sense realm right and so he's going to make he's going to bring you some uh, evidence that is not real it's not real but he's going to bring you some false evidence to make it look like something is, is one way when it's not really that way there's a way that seems right. See, so things can seem one way, but they're not that way. Y'all got this. Sense knowledge will fool you. You ever been looking at something and you thought, thought you saw something that really wasn't that? Oh, you thought you heard something that really wasn't that? That's because sense knowledge can always fool you. Okay? But this whole world system operates on sense knowledge. It is gaining some information Uh, through the senses from human sources. So people go to school and they're going to get an education. Now, am I against education? Absolutely not. But they're going to go get education from people who got their education from somebody else. Who got their education from somebody else. So what happens is people have been passing down information from generation to generation to generation and It's the best information that they have available. But it's not the best that there is. It's just the best that they have available. You don't fault them for that. But it's the best that they have available. But at best, it is sense knowledge. But there's another knowledge that we have. And it's called revelation knowledge. Everybody say revelation knowledge. Revelation Revelation knowledge simply is information that's revealed to your spirit from above, from the spirit of God. It's information revealed to your spirit. Revelation knowledge does not come to your ears and your eyes and your nose and your mouth and your hands. Revelation knowledge comes from God to your spirit. Glory to God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God deals with you by your spirit. The Bible says that your spirit or God's spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are children of God. Is that right? Is that right? So God deals with us by our spirit. Now here's a little bit, little bit of news. I don't know if you all knew this. Before you get born again, your spirit is dead. You understand that? Your spirit is not even alive until you get born again. That's why you can do anything. There's no, there's no connection to God. There's, there's, no, there's nothing. There's no God because you're not born again. You're a human spirit. When you get born again, you are made alive. Wow. That's what the Bible says. You've been, you and I, we've been made alive. Right. That's good. That's why the Bible says uh, those those people who have been born again and slipped back out into the world, they are twice dead. Oh. Right? You've read that when the Bible says they are twice dead? Twice dead means you came here dead. You got born again, made alive. Now you go back out in the world, you are twice dead. You understand that? Okay, so in other words, so because you're, before you get born again, your spirit is dead, it is not alive, there is no communication between your spirit and God. So a person who's not born again again, cannot receive revelation knowledge. Cause they're dead. But the moment you got born again, the moment you were, you were made alive, now uh, your 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 systems just turned on. Right, right. Now you have direct access to God. Glory to God, and you can now uh, receive and transmit information back and forth. That's good. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Now you can pray. No, I need to say this because some of y'all are going to get mad at this, but just handle it. That's why if you're not born again, you might as well not pray. Because your spirit is is off. It's dead. Your word says we know that God does not hear a sinner. John 9, 35. God does not hear a sinner. Matter of fact, the Bible says the prayer of, of the sinner is an abomination to God. So God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. Oh, boy, they don't like this in Hollywood, but God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. They don't like this in the music industry, but, you know, I'm going to do all my rap and have sex all the time, but I'm going to pray God be with me. Jesus walk with me. No, he don't walk with you because Jesus don't walk with you. That's a good thought. Good song. Jesus does not walk with you because your spirit is not made alive. Your word says in Amos 3.3. 3. How can two walk together except they be agreed? So if you're, if you're not made alive, God ain't walking with you. You on your own, God. Right? That's just how it is. But once you are born again, when you say make make that cry to God, God, I need you. I repent of my sins. I confess my sins to you. In other words, I I get born again. Now I'm in alive. Boom, Boom, now that system turns on. Now I can communicate with God. I can transmit and receive. When I'm praying, I'm transmitting. (laughs) And then I can receive. Now revelation knowledge comes. Are y'all hearing this here? Alright. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you all are receiving this. Okay. Now, again, so two types of knowledge. One is what? And the other is? Now, where does sense knowledge come from? What is that all about? To your senses from human sources, right? Well, revelation knowledge? To your spirit the Spirit of God. Now, let's look at Galatians, please. Galatians, if you're in 1 Corinthians, keep going to the back of the book. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 11. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. Glory to God. When I got saved, I got turned on. Turn. Hallelujah. The light's on. The transmitter is working. The receivers working. Glory to God. You know, there's a station we used to have around here. We used to kind of crack on a little bit. But now, now I miss them. Y'all remember 1590, star 15, star 16? Some of y'all, you older enough, remember star 16? 1590 WRXB. Remember that? We used to wake up to WRXB every morning, boy. If God is dead, who makes the flowers bloom? I mean, we used to hear all them songs, old songs. <laughs> what that one song that you used to sing about, uh, uh, about God? God specializes, a student God specializes. Ooh, God specializes, I know that God will do with no other power. W R S B. anyway, I grew up in church like that. Y'all remember that? And, you know, and, and the thing about it, if you remember late in the, you know, last few years, it got to be real staticky. Yeah. I mean, I know some of y'all own Pandora, but some of us, you know, didn't have, you know, you, you got to be real static. You're like, man, you can't hardly go five miles from the station or a mile from the station. It was staticky. Go to the mall, man, the thing just cut out on you. You know, and like, man, but at least there was still something. Now you turn to 1590. Hey. It's radio silence. Black. It's it's pitch dark. They shut down. They shut down. The whole, the whole station shut down. It doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. Now, the wavelength is still it still exists, but there's nothing being transmitted. Nothing being received. It's silent. And that's what happens to many people in the body of Christ. They were made alive. And then after, because they didn't keep up, they didn't maintain the system. It got full of static. And when it's full of static, you can't hear clearly. Now, in fact, other stations start coming in. You start hearing, you know, Polish music coming in, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like what is that? I'm trying to listen to God specializes in this, you know. And if you don't, if you don't make the repairs in your spirit, before you know it, Zoom is radio silent. Nothing transmitted. Nothing received. That's a dangerous place to be. I pray none of us get there. I said, I pray none of us get there. I pray that any of us, if we're experiencing any kind of static in our transmission, in our reception, that we get it. Lord, fix me. Renew a, clean, re, renew, renew a right spirit on the inside of me. Create a clean heart in me. Purge me with islam. Fine tune me. Search me, Lord. <laughs> Try me. See if there be any wicked thing on the inside of me. I want to make sure I got a clear signal to you, God. I want to be able to pray and talk to you. I want to be able to cry out to you. And more importantly, I need to be able to hear from you. Because to navigate this world, I need to hear your voice. I need your direction. I need your guidance. So i got to be able to hear from the Lord. Okay? I don't want to have, I don't want to resort back to sense knowledge. I don't want to go back to leaning on information and my education. I don't want to go back to having to learn everything. I want to come back up to that level of revelation knowledge, of discerning everything. Glory to God. Now watch this, Galatians chapter one, I want to show you the difference between these two. Galatians chapter one, verse 11, are you there? Anybody else there, y'all there? Okay, Galatians one, verse 11 says, this is Paul talking. But I make known to you, brethren, That the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. You see that? The gospel that I preached is not according to man. Verse 12 For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came, come on now, through the revelation. That's the gospel. The gospel, you can't just be taught it by man. Man can't teach you this. It has to come by revelation of Jesus Christ. God has to, has to reveal something on the inside to you. Y'all got it? So, not by man. I, you can't be taught. If you're taught it, it's sense, revela- sense knowledge. Talking about this, this information out here. Now, I, I, you come to church and get teaching, but the teaching you get from, get from church better be revelation. I told y'all that Sunday, you don't need to be in a church where all you're getting is just a, just a, 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 a rehearsal and a recital and a you know, book report. You can do your own book report. You don't need a book report. You can't, you can't, your, your family can't get fixed off a book report. You can't get out of debt off a book report. You can't get $5,000 bonuses off no book report. You need a revelation from God to tell you, thus said the Lord, you prosper by revelation. Are oh, you hearing me tonight? Lord. Glory to God. Paul said, I came, I have an abundance of revelations. Paul got his abundance by revelation. All right, now let's go to uh, Matthew. Matthew and chapter 16. Matthew 16. Now, this is, this is not exciting stuff. I, I'm just telling you this. This, this, is, this is like uh, meat here because we need to know this basic stuff here. I'm saying basic, but it's not really basic, but it's, it's, we ought to at least know this, because this is, I'll, I'll show you this here, I'll show you this. Uh, Matthew 16, yes, sir. verse 13, are you there? Yeah. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some, Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, these people are getting information. They're, they're, they're doing based on research. And I think this might be Jeremiah because Jeremiah came this way and stuff. See, they're, 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 they're reasoning things out based on their own intellect. Right? All right, now, verse 17. Or verse 16, rather. Simon Peter answered and said, Oh, I'm sorry, verse 15. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son, come on, of the living God. God." Verse 17. Now watch this. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or Simon, son of Jonah, or son of John. He says, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who was in heaven. So in other words, this is not sense knowledge. Sense knowledge is knowledge that comes through flesh and blood. He says, but my father in heaven has revealed this this to you. So this is is revelation knowledge. Are you seeing that? Now watch what he says. He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. So the person who lives on revelation knowledge is blessed. I mean, can't we see that in the text? I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that. That when he says, blessed are you, that means the blessing is working on you or you are empowered to prosper, Simon, because you got a revelation. So anytime you get a revelation from God, you are empowered to prosper. Revelation always empowers you to prosper. Are you seeing that here? Now, give me that same verse, verse 17 in the Living Bible, please. Verse 17 in the Living Bible. Let's see what it says here. Watch this. TLB. Glory to God. This is, I, I think it'll help you. And then we go from the Living Bible then to the Message Bible. Watch this. He says, God has blessed you, Simon, son of, son of Jonah. Yeah. Pretty clear? Yeah. Jesus said, for my Father in heaven has personally oh. revealed this to you. This is not from any human source. Wow. So, Simon, God's blessed you because... You're not operating by sense knowledge. Those other guys, when they said Jonah, uh, Jeremiah and Elijah and one of the prophets and so forth, they were operating by sense knowledge. They they were, they were trying they were, they were, they were sizing me up. They regard me after the flesh. But you got a revelation from God of who I really am. And you're blessed because of it. So this is not from any human source. Give me the message translation of the same verse, please. Message translation. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books. Or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. So God, when you get revelation knowledge, it is God letting you in on secrets. Oh, man, I wish y'all was God. Oh, man, come on, man. Y'all... y'all God is letting you in on secrets. There's some top secret information that is not given to everybody. It's only given to those who ask and listen and position themselves to receive revelation knowledge from God. And it produces a blessing in your life. Matter of fact, let's go back to this in the the New King James. He said, uh, he said uh, uh, my father in heaven has revealed this to you. Now then look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, um, so the church is built on revelation knowledge. Y'all not catching the whole church is built on revelation knowledge. So if you're in the church and trying to operate on sense knowledge, it's not going to work. Because the whole church is built on revelation knowledge. My God, help me, Lord. That's why you, how many church folk I have? I don't mean you go to this church. You in the church, the church. That's why you don't make sense to the world. Y'all, you're not catching. That's why you don't make sense to your cousin. And your uncle and your brother and your co-worker, your neighbor. That's why you don't make sense to them. Because they're operating on sense knowledge. But in the church, everything about you is operating on revelation knowledge. And it will never make sense to them. That's why they don't understand why you even here on a Wednesday night. They think you don't have no sense. They're right. I don't have sense. I'm here because of revelation. You ain't got no sense putting money in the offering. That's right. I ain't got no sense. I'm giving offering by revelation. As a matter of fact, if you are giving and sowing by sense, you ain't getting nothing back. You got to give and sow by revelation. Man, 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 man. First Corinthians, let me go over there. I'm almost out of time. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. Glory to God. Is anybody learning anything? First Corinthians 2, we were just there a few minutes ago, right? Glory to God. Everything, this whole church. When I say that, I don't mean the exceeding grace. I mean the whole church is operating on revelation knowledge. How do I know? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there? No. So for you to even be serving Christ, it's got to be by revelation knowledge. You know the guy who wrote most of the New Testament never walked with Jesus? The apostle Paul was not there walking with Jesus. As a matter of fact, when we're introduced to Paul, he was fighting Jesus. He was killing folk, imprisoning people because they served Jesus Christ. And he thought he was doing God's business. But then one day while he was on a road to Damascus, a light, oh my God, a light shined from heaven, brighter than the noonday sun, knocked him off his beast. He looked up and said, oh Lord, what is that? And the Lord said, don't you know it's hard to kick against a prick? He all of a sudden got a revelation. Because he said, who are you, Lord He thinks Jesus Christ is some, some lunatic But all of a sudden this light shines and he goes Who are you Lord Now he goes off And he spends all these years By himself He said, he said when I first received his revelation He said I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go to flesh I did not confer with the flesh <laughs> He went off by himself And spent time with God and all of a sudden he comes back And writes two thirds of the New Testament There's some things he, he saw he, he, he got, that were revealed he couldn't even write about. He said one time he went to heaven and heard things that it's not lawful for him to express. I, I, can't, I can't even tell you what I saw. Y'all don't hear that. There's some stuff God's waiting, got, waiting for you. He, he, came, he came, oh my God, if I told you. It, it, <laughs> Revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Revelation all changed his life. So it'll change your life. First Corinthians two. Are you there? Verse twelve. Verse twelve. Now I'm trying to explain to you why your unbelieving friends, neighbors, co-workers, family members don't get you. Verse twelve. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. But, or but we have received the Spirit who is from God. God. Why? That we might know, implied by revelation, the things that have been freely given to us by God. Glory to God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing, come on, with spiritual. Verse 14. Now you can understand what's going on. But the natural man, that's the unsaved man. That's your unsaved cousin. You might love him with all your heart, but that's the unsaved. They're not going to get it. That, that co-worker, maybe that spouse, you love them with everything you have, but they're, if they're not saved, they don't understand you. Here's why. Because the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Nor, he says, for they are, come on, foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Why? Because they are spiritually, not learned, discerned. 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 So the things of God, are they have to be discerned. That's right. come on. Yeah. Hebrews eleven three three says, by faith we understand. So even people that come and sit right here in the church, they can hear me or somebody else preaching, 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 preaching. And while somebody's going, yeah, praise the Lord, I received that. Other people might be sitting there like, I oh, don't what is he talking about? What is, I, don't, I don't get it. Why? You're, because many times they're trying to get it by sense knowledge. They're trying to get things to make sense, and it's not supposed to make sense. It's never going to make sense to your natural mind. It doesn't come by sense. It comes by revelation. It comes by revelation. Y'all have heard me say this before. So even no matter what I preach to you, it, for you, it's just information to you. To you go home and spend time with the Holy Ghost on your own, getting the word on your own. Now information becomes revelation to you. God opens your eyes. Matter of fact, get, look, look at that. Look at Ephesians chapter one. Look at Ephesians chapter one. Because here's, here's what my prayer is for you all the time. Ephesians 1 verse, verse um, 15. Watch this. It says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith. Are y'all there? Yes. All right. After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. So he's talking about people who already have faith in the Lord. In other words, they're already saved. So this, he's praying now for saved people. Got it? Verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I'm praying for something for you saved people. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit, come on, of wisdom and in the knowledge of him. So just because you're saved doesn't mean you're operating in this wisdom and revelation of of the knowledge of God. There are a lot of folk who are still, they're saved but they're, they're living below the light line. They're saved, but they're still living on information. They're still living on their education. As opposed to coming up to this level, this unlimited level of revelation. So he says, I'm praying that God will give you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, the knowledge of him. Now, verse 18 explains, here's what it looks like. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So revelation is simply your eyes being open. Do y'all understand that? Is that simple enough? Revelation is your eyes being open. In other words, you can be reading this word. How many of y'all have done that? You've been, y'all been reading Proverbs every day? All right, three of y'all. All right, y'all been reading Proverbs every day? Just, just pretend, pretend. All right, so we've been reading Proverbs every day. How many of y'all ever, ever read it, and you've read chapter 11 every month, on the of every month the last three years. But all of a sudden, one day, yes. verse 11 stands out to you. Whoa! Yes. Does that happen to you ever? Yes. On any chapter, any verse? Yes. What is that? All of a sudden, your eyes popped open. Yes. And you saw something that you had not seen before. Now, you knew how to read three years ago. You understood grammar and punctuation three years ago. The grammar and punctuation didn't change. What changed? Your eyes opened. Oh, I see something. (laughs) That's why you can get a guy, you can get, get one person preaching Psalm 23, somebody else who lived it, who got a revelation on it, and it's two totally different things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, then you get somebody else who got a revelation on, I shall not want, I shall not, meditate been meditating on, shall not want, I shall not want, I shall not, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, all of a sudden your eyes pop open, you're like, wait a minute, I ain't supposed to be broke. I shall not want, what do you mean? I shall not want? The Lord is my shepherd? Jehovah is my shepherd? Jehovah God is my shepherd. To lead and feed and guide me. Jehovah God is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now I ain't hoping I shall not want. No, I'm declaring I shall not want. That only comes by revelation. And you don't get that from sense knowledge. And most of the body of Christ, because their eyes have been opened to the, give me verse, verse, uh, oh, no, just stay right there. So the eyes have been opened that you may know. So it's by revelation knowledge that your eyes are open so that you may know something. That means you can be saved and still not know this. (laughs) You may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? So you mean there are people walking around here. They're saved. They're going to heaven. But they have no clue about their inheritance. Y'all know anybody like that? You know the people who walk around here, they're saved, they're going to heaven, but they have no clue about divine life, or divine healing, or divine health, or divine prosperity, or righteousness, or sanctification, or their real redemption. And they're good, good Christians. Oh, but I'm convinced about you all. Come on now, don't let me down. I'm convinced about you all. That you spend enough time with God for him to open your eyes, for you to move way above sense knowledge into revelation knowledge of God's word. Glory to God. All right. Y'all got a few more minutes now. Okay. Now, so again, what we just read from 1 Corinthians here a moment ago is that natural men or unsaved men only live on sense knowledge. Okay. Okay. Now, that sense knowledge level is where fear dominates. Maybe you want to write that down. The sense knowledge level is where fear dominates. That's good right there. See, in revelation knowledge, there's no fear. (laughs) Revelation knowledge drives out all fear. The sense knowledge level is where fear dominates. Am I right about it? Yes. Y'all just saying I'm right because you oh, oh, Yeah, you know, you know what it is. I know what it is to live on that sense knowledge level. Now, remember I told you we understand is that the whole all humanity operates on this sense level, sense uh, knowledge level. Is that right? Is that right? So, it makes sense then that Every major industry, every major industry on this planet is driven by fear. They appeal to your fears. (laughs) The, the, The biggest scam on the whole planet is the insurance industry the biggest scam on this whole planet. It's 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 the shakedown, like no other shakedown. And the whole industry operates on fear. That's why there's you got to get life insurance, you got to get health insurance, you got to get car insurance. You got to get homeowner's insurance. You got to get renter's insurance. You got to get boat insurance. You got to get disability insurance. You got to get pet insurance. You got to get flood insurance. You of that? My God. My God. Huh, what would you say, Gershon? Travel. travel. Yeah, now we, we got travel insurance. It's the biggest shakedown. Yeah, because they the pizza insurance for Domino's. No, yeah, Domino's got pizza insurance now. No, that's right, that's exactly right. I just need a commercial for that. Insurance on your pizza. In case something happen to your pizza before you make it home to eat it. What? You, you, go, you go buy a new, a new watch. And they want to offer you insurance. They call it a warranty. And, you know, it's, no, it's this insurance. Your stove going to break down, so you need this insurance. Your refrigerator going to break down. You need this insurance. Everything is fear-based. It's so funny, the other day, because my, my, uh, one of my, my siblings is um, in the insurance industry, and so we're doing some paperwork and stuff to make sure all of our stuff is in line. We, you know, invest in that little stuff, you know, you know what I'm saying. And, and I'm sitting there, and he's, he's talking to me, and he's stumbling. He's stumbling. And I'm, I understand. Because he's trying to talk that insurance talk to me. And see, the insurance talk is all fear-based. And I'm like, look at me, man. That... And he, he, he said, man, I'm, I'm struggling here. He, he said it. I'm really struggling here because I'm trying to talk this stuff that, it ain't, I know they ain't gonna work on you. That's right. He said it his own mouth. Cause I'm not. A, I, I don't live on sense knowledge. I live on revelation knowledge. See, the whole insurance industry is about what if. You got any insurance for your cell phone. Just, I mean. wow. Gap insurance, yes. supplemental insurance. All right, think about think about the medical industry, pharmaceuticals, all the commercials you see on TV, all the drugs that they put out on TV. All about fear. Because what happens is you they, they they do the commercial and they say, you know, have you felt this, this, and you felt like all of a sudden you start thinking You know I did, I did kind of feel it's feeding fear. And it's only working in that sense-knowledge realm. And see, then, when you come in with your faith self and your friends and your family saying, hey, you know, we need to take some cholesterol medicine. We need to take some high blood pressure medicine, you know, because we hit that age. And you say, hey, I ain't no, none of that stuff. Now, you know, we all need something. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you what they're going to tell you. You know, we all need something. We all need. Hey, we all need a little something now because you know, you know, we got to. No, 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 I don't, no. I don't, how come? How come you? No, I have, a, I have revelation knowledge about something. I have a revelation of of life. See, you have a revelation from this world. You're operating based on what the world tells you. Hmm? Well, you know, after you turn 45, uh, man, you need to go and get one of those uh, uh, colonoscopies. Why? Why? I'm messing with some of y'all men in here. Why? Well, you know, you need to you your past 35. Women need to go get a mammogram. Why? Why? Well, because they said. They said what? Had the rulers of this age known? Had they known? You're listening to the rulers of this age. They don't know anything. Matter of fact, what they are telling us now is that every time you go in to get one of those things, it is pumping you with what they're looking for. They're pumping you with radiation. Well, guess what radiation is going to cause? It's low doses. Well, you keep on doing it. Well, no, it's just because, you know, I'm I'm a man of a certain age, and I got to make sure I look out for my prostate. Because, you know, you're a black man, you got to look out for your prostate. Because black men die of prostate cancer. Who said that? You got some information you received from them. See, when you get a revelation of divine life, Romans 8-2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You get that stuff because you are still operating by the law of sin and death. I'm free from that. So if I'm free from that, why would I keep going to get tested for that if I'm free from that? Boy, that's shaking somebody there right there, your little... gotta do it because my insurance. that's the problem your insurance tell you you gotta do it we back to the insurance problem now <laughs> we back to the same problem now oh come on y'all you don't like this preacher but I'm just I'm just I'm trying to rattle your cage tonight because when we come back down to this sense knowledge level you now have submitted yourself to the rulers of this age. They, they, don't, they don't know. Matter of fact, the truth is, the truth is, they, they don't even know what caused cancer. That's why they're still researching. What smoking causes cancer? Prove it. I was watching the other day, This this guy, this guy, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the oldest, Man, in America, oldest person in America, right? And he's the oldest World War II veteran on the planet. He's a black man. Lives right outside of uh, Houston, Austin, Texas. Right outside of Austin, Texas. He's 112 years old. Just turned 112. Just turned 112. Just turned 112. And uh, they they interviewed him. He's on TV, and uh, he. He's sitting there with a big, big old one big old cigars in his mouth, them big fat ones. Yeah. Now, I'm not telling you to go smoke cigars. I'm, just, I'm to give you a story here, true story. He's sitting there with a big old cigar in his mouth. They ask him, hey, man, you know, you know, not it's bad for you. He said, no, nah, I smoke. He said, how many of these have you smoked already today? He said, probably four, five, six of these already today. I mean, smoke them till the end. You know, till you got a hold of, You know. That, And he's, he's, how much whiskey he said he had every day? Several, he's a few glasses of whiskey every day. Pastor tell us to drink whiskey. No, I'm not telling you drink, I'm telling you a story. And plenty of coffee every day. Walking around better than some of us. 112 years old. They ask him, what, 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 how do you, why do you think you, you living in so long and so strong? He said, I just decided to live. Am right. I right? Let's this. We watch this. He said, "I just decided to live." He he's on zero medication whatsoever. Now I'm talking about a man who's not a believer. He said he just decided to live, and he smokes all them cigars drink all that whiskey, drink all that coffee, and he's on zero medication at 112. Somebody needs to hear this. Zero. He said, I just decided to live. That since knowledge realm, fear dominates. No, oh, that man eating hog maws and fat back. That man, come on, that. lard. Yeah, he, they cooking in lard. Ain't no western vegetable oil. They cooking in lard. You know, they lard. Talk about this is a natural man. He said, I just, I just decided to live. I just chose, I just choose to live. Now, if he can do that as a natural man, what can you do with revelation knowledge? (laughs) Praise God. Fear paralyzes the human spirit. Fear paralyzes the human spirit and creates perilous times. I'll say it again. Fear paralyzes the human spirit and creates perilous times. Times. My goodness. I'll give you a couple more verses and we'll quit. Fear paralyzes the human spirit. You can't move in fear. <laughs> and creates perilous times. Second Timothy three. Verse 1 through 5. Let me read that real quick says, but, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Remember this from Sunday? Yes. Verse 3, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. Does anybody have a King James that says incontinent? Yeah, incontinent, without self-control. Right. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Turn away. Don't, don't even hang out with people like that. Now this is a, this is a, a description or, or depiction of perilous times. Right? Yes. right? Now, this comes through fear. Now, what brings on perilous times? Now, remember what they said, one of those I had you make note of, without self-control. In fact, all of those things you look at are self, selfish, sense-based, fear-driven um, it's behavior, all that stuff, okay? Now, let's look at 1 Samuel 1 Samuel 3-1. Glory to God. (laughs) It says, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord. Praise God. Yeah, I'm in the right verse. All right. Then the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Now, if you were to read chapter chapter 2, I don't have time to do that. In your own time, read chapter 2, you'll see what was happening. There was some horrible stuff happening. Eli, his sons, were doing some nasty stuff. These were priests, supposed to be be taking the people's sacrifices and ministering to God for the people, ministering to people for God. And they are um, uh, doing some nasty stuff. Matter of fact, you can look in verse um, down there. Well, they were doing some stuff. You read it for yourself. It was some nasty stuff. And what happened was they were creating chaos for the children of Israel, perilous times. Now, again, 1 Samuel 3 tells us now what the condition of the times were. He says, and the word of the Lord was rare. King James used the word precious. Precious, and it didn't mean, oh, it's special. This is like, oh, this, that's a precious word. It meant it was rare. There wasn't much of it going around. He said, and there was no widespread revelation. There was no revelation. So if there's no widespread revelation, everybody's operating on sense knowledge. So sense knowledge, here's how sense knowledge works. Whatever feels good, do it. That's how sense knowledge works. Whatever feels good, do it. So you wonder why America is where it is now. Because people are doing whatever feels good. And if it feels good, it must be right. Because it feels right. So if a man is with a man, but it feels right, then it must be right. If a woman is with a woman and it feels good, then it must be good because it feels good, but it's not right. And the reason is, is because in America, we have a lot of church, but there's not a lot of widespread revelation. We've got Christian television, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's more telethons and raising money. Come on now!
1: <laughs> I mean, there's
0: some things I watch. I'm like, dog. Every time you're on TV, it's a telethon. What is? This? Don't y'all ever do anything besides raising money? Can you just preach? Yeah, I might. I'm, a, I'm one kind of sin. Some if you just preach. And then ones who are preaching, it's is, is not much revelation. They're doing things that appeal to the senses. We, 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 we call it seeker-sensitive. Y'all never heard that phrase? We now have seeker-sensitive churches. Well, that's appeal to the senses. So we've got to make sure the cameras are right, the lights are right, the, uh, the action is right, the colors are right. So everybody conforms. So when somebody get uh, pallets on the back wall, now everybody get, oh, we like that. So now all the churches gotta get pallets on the back wall. Now everybody like it when the pastor dressed down, put on muscle shirt and some skinny jeans. So now all the pastors gotta get, put on muscle shirt and skinny jeans because that's what looks good to us. So we gotta, we conform to the senses. We're seeker sensitive. But what happens? No widespread revelation. Let's look one more place here. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. And verse 18. Proverbs 29. Remember there was no widespread revelation. Now look at Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Y'all see that? Where there is no revelation, the people. Cast off restraint. Anything goes where there's no revelation, where there's no room for God to speak. People do whatever they feel big and bad enough to do. I'm grown. That's what I feel like. Every man does what's right in his own eyes. Who can judge me now? Hallelujah. People think, people have this mindset that that, that, that the the church, we shouldn't be judging people. What? Paul said, do you not know that the church shall judge the world? Paul said, do you not know that the church shall judge the world? The church shall judge the world? Y'all so quiet. The Bible says the church shall judge the world. He was talking about, he said, it's crazy for y'all in the church to be taking each other to court. They were, they were suing each other. He said, why are y'all doing that? He said, y'all should be suing each other. He said, and he said, definitely don't take your business in front of the world. That's what he was saying. He said, do you not know that the church shall judge the world? See, and some of y'all, some of y'all are upset because you fall that mindset. Yeah, people say we shouldn't judge. Just don't judge. Let people do what they want to do. Just don't judge them. What? Your Bible says the church shall judge the world. You are supposed to judge the world. Y'all don't like that, I better quit. My time is out anyway. But it's right. It's right. That's why the world doesn't feel comfortable around you. You're judgmental. I'm I'm not judgmental. I'm just walking in my light. The darkness hates the light. Your Bible, y'all read this in Proverbs every month. The righteous are an abomination to the wicked, and the wicked are an abomination to the righteous. Don't y'all read it every month in your Bible in Proverbs? In other words, we we really just don't get along. (laughs) We just need to love everybody. Yes, love, I love. But in my love, God so loved the world. But in his love, he had to give you a way to get out of sin. Right? All right. that wasn't a, That's not what I'm going to talk about. I want to show you this here. Where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint. The people do whatever they want to do. Give me that same verse. I heard some of y'all quoting this earlier in the King James. Give me that same verse in the King James Bible. Where it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So vision and revelation is the same word here. So revelation is vision from God. It's, it's seeing into the unseen realm. And when there's no vision, the people perish. And now give me that same verse for the last time here in the New English Translation, the N-E-T, the New English Translation. Glory to God. Watch this. Thank you, Jesus. N-E-T, New English Translation. When there is no prophetic vision, the people Cast off restraint. So Revelation here is talking about prophetic vision. And when you don't have that, then there's no boundaries. There's no more moral compass. People do whatever they want to do. That's what creates perilous times. It was, this is what was happening in the days of Samuel, before Samuel came on the scene with Eli and his sons. And it's what's happening in this day right now that there's, no, there's not enough prophetic vision. And when that happens, people cast off restraints. When people, especially the body of Christ, drops back down to sense knowledge level, the world at that point is, has the license to do whatever they want to do. Amen. And the church approves it. The church accepts it but I'm praying that we will not be those who will cast off restraint. Now, come back next week. We'll make guess deal with this Sunday or so because I'm going to teach you that your faith needs revelation knowledge. Your faith needs revelation knowledge. <laughs> if you want to walk in faith, if you want to get manifestation, you need revelation knowledge. That's how you're going to get what God has for you and walk in God's very best for Your life. I'm out of time. Amen? Amen. Well, give God a praise if you receive that word tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a level that you and I can operate on, we're meant to operate on, far above this world system and what it teaches. The rulers of this age don't know anything. (laughs) They don't don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. So don't, don't let them dictate your life. Don't let them dictate your course. They don't know what they're talking about. They're experimenting with everything. They're practicing with everything. They're trying everything out. Trying to see what works. There'll be re- research comes out one year and tells you this is how you ought to do it. The next year, it says no, it should be this way. <laughs> because they're just, they're experimenting, man. This is no experiment here. This is the, the show enough truth. And it hadn't changed in thousands of years, and it won't change. It's not going anywhere. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. This is truth. This is what's right. And if you and I would get into Revelation knowledge, God's going to cause us to soar like eagles, far over and above all the things the world um, has set up as limitations for our lives. Amen? Father, thank you for the word tonight that we receive it. Thank you, Lord, that we have... uh, been privy to Revelation tonight. Thank you for the things that you've said to us. I appreciate, and we appreciate your word in Matthew 13, 11, Mark 4, 11, which says that, is, that to us it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That Lord, those things that have been hidden for years and ages are being revealed to us now. That God, the things that are hidden for us are meant to bring us to a higher level and a higher dimension for us to operate, Father, far beyond the limitations of this world, far beyond our, uh, our, our gender, far beyond our, our race, far beyond our uh, local economy, far beyond our vocation, far beyond our educational level. God, what you, what you have available to us, God, can cause us to operate at the very top of every system of this world. Thank you, Lord, that we're not bound Your word says, Father, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Help us to get a kingdom revelation of who we are, of who you are, of what we have, of our inheritance, of the good things that you have prepared for those who love you, that you have revealed to us by your spirit. Lord, let us get a revelation. Open our eyes. Let our eyes of our understanding be enlightened, O God, that we may know. What is the hope of your calling? What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance that you have for us? I pray that each person in the sound of my voice, those sitting here and those who are watching online, now and years to come, that God will leave the confines of this sense knowledge realm and live in the unlimited space, the unlimited realm of revelation knowledge. Take us higher. We obey that same word you gave to John the Beloved when he was on the Isle of Patmos, when you told him, come up higher, and I will show you things to come. So God, we today, we say, we will come up higher that you may show us things to come. We, we thank you, we give you glory, we give you all the honor tonight, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Put those hands together and give God a great big hand of praise tonight.